cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not it's, oh, not, it's heavy. Soft on time, it's, it's, it's heavy. Okay. And a very warm welcome to the Pastures Inquiry Sunday sermon, where we go through these big action on Saturday, the Northumberland play, everything to discuss. Irish Derby, we'll, we'll go through it all. And joining me to discuss all these and more very hot topics in the show and your questions are John Lang. And Lord Malvo. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Evening, everyone. Yes, we're we're fired up for this one. There's going to be no no messing about with this. And, and uh, Chris, uh, tell me about your day today. I've got well, a feeling you've had a bit of a weird day. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm not a, not a prolific user of Twitter. I'm, I I tend to just sort of follow kind of obviously horse racing topics, a bit of boxing, a bit of food. And tend to take the piss out of, you know, these sorts of green-haired American lunatics that identify as sort of goblin <laughs> teammates or fucking Morphe Richards kettle. So, 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 so if I get three likes for one of my tweets, I sort of cream myself. But, but yesterday, obviously, Paul McCartney headlined Bastonbury and a comedian. Uh, wow. Doesn't he look amazing for 80? He's a vegetarian. Imagine if John Lennon had been a vegetarian, he'd still be alive today. Right. So uh, straight away, a, a million people replied, say, oh, don't you know he was shot by Mark Chapman? How thick he is? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this went on for ages. And, and this chap then came on and said, how stupid are people? This goes some way to uh, explaining how, you know, Brexit got through with all these dumb comments. So I, I put a, just, a, just a, a throwaway comment for no reason saying John Lennon died way before Brexit do your research before tweeting, right? And I thought nothing more of it, right? And since then, <laughs> and since then, I mean, in the world of Twitter, it's nothing. I've had 2,386 likes, sort of death threats, people saying, how fucking stupid are you? And she's going, boil your head. Um, you know, uh, just people going bonkers. But the, the fascinating thing is, is that like sort of half the respondents obviously get it was a sort of a, a lame attempt at humour. And it's quite amusing to see these people sort of piling on, piling on the people who, who just have no concept of con- of context. It's extraordinary that there are people out there just simply take everything at face value. So, so what I've learned is that the irony and sarcasm don't work very well on Twitter. And, you know, people are super sensitive. But, but I picked up some nice new followers. I think one who was the clinical lead at uh, a teaching hospital in the north that specialises in neurology. So she'll be getting some DMs of my male tenor pads later on. No, I won't. Obviously, just in case you think, I won't be sending that. But yeah, it's been fascinating. So my phone's been blowing up. So I feel a bit like Jake Paul now. This is how he must feel. You know, all these people piling in on him. It's it's just extraordinary. But what it has taught me is that just people just take things so literally. And I think that's probably why... I suppose, well, we've got a Tory government, isn't it? (laughs) People don't think. They just sort of just react. And it's bizarre, absolutely bizarre. You know, as I'm looking now, another like 90 new likes to this stupid comment I put 10 hours ago. So, yeah, bonkers, really. So so now I'm going to double down and be even more hateful, I think. That's uh, emboldened me. But uh, (laughs) there you go. Not to do a race, but fascinating. Death threat, death threat through a bastard. Yes, yeah, well, exactly. you know, yeah. there we go. This is what happens when you, um, you know, try and be savage 
in your daily wares on Twitter. Um, hmm, yes. People okay. Although I can see, just a serious point, that, you know, sometimes we look at Twitter and people sort of get, you know, who are in, in, a, in a perhaps a more fragile state. And you look and think, oh, how, how on earth can you take this to heart? But but I suppose if you are uh, of a more kind of a, a delicate disposition, you've know, got mental health issues or whatever, you, you can I can now see how people can be freaked out by it. You know, I don't give a fuck. But if you were fragile, you take quite a lot of this stuff to heart and, and probably it would ruin your day. But actually, it's improved my day now. So I'm getting even more horrible. So well done, Twitter. Well, well, speaking of which, I mean, I mean, Ben Keith, uh, you know, uh, sponsor yep. of Ground yes. Harvey Star Sports, bookmaker. I, I, I've always enjoyed Ben's food blogs on Twitter. Yes, um, so. he, he had his breaking point, I think, today. He, he told someone to to go go fuck themselves and go fuck themselves again once they've done that. Really? So, so yes, yes, old Ben had lost his call today on someone attacking him over. I, I, I don't even know what it was about. I just, I just saw Ben's tweet because it pops up in my timeline. Um, but but yeah, he, he looked like Bennett. Uh, Bennett had enough. Uh, <laughs> had enough of, 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 of stupid people, and, and you look, there are a lot out there. I didn't realise how many dumb people out there there are, but but there really are. And I looked at, it, I thought, no one could, no one could possibly believe that I think that that John Lennon had something to do with Brexit, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> have, have something. Well, you obviously think that's the case. Well, no, no, I fucking don't. Everyone knows it's Paul McCartney, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Well, what a weekend. Everyone's up magic mushrooms, it seems. But anyway, coming to a racing standpoint, and we had some terrific action, I felt, yesterday. Some people think, well, after, after Ascot, what are you going to get? And yesterday, I think we saw some sensational performances from four horses I've, I've picked out four that i think put up sensational uh, uh performances and we'll go to newcastle first of all the two uh, i think it was a, the sprint race where uh sense of duty john I, th- I think was very very impressive certainly she looks a filly that could probably take on the be- the best of the boys on that performance john would you agree with that i think you'd be hard pressed not to give her at least 111 Plus, yeah, on that, you, you'd think there's every reason she can go on from it because she's done it easy, no question about that. Um, yeah, I, I think obviously she had all the allowances, which which that's why I was pointing out. Uh, with, with that thing winning the cathedral, was it benefit? And yeah. that, that had all the allowances. so obviously, the, the three year old fillies are probably well treated. At uh, this time of year, against the elder sprinters, and Has it probably been anything? just looking at her entries now, uh, absolutely no entries. Hmm. He's obviously not. You know, th- this is th- this probably wasn't foreseen from the shirt hmm. because because if this had been working, obviously he's got Tiber Flow that ran in the Commonwealth Cup, so you might think that he's got some kind of a. He's, he's, a guideline. He's left this one to his assistant, the vest, hasn't he? I think so. <laughs> the, sink, the vest, the white beater. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I, 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 I think she's got the quality to um, take on the boys. Um, at, you know, at, at, at the top level, I, I don't think she's far off. John. I mean, Bielsa that ran third in the race as well. Um, it was mentioned, I think, on Bastards, and um, you know, like a, a, a good chance in the uh, in the Workingham, and it's probably fair to say 
that the second and the third would have bolted up in in any respective handicap that are that are probably running. Um rather than running in that. Uh Bielsa showing that he was in good art, so disappointed they didn't take the chance at Ascot with that rail bias. So Bielsa backers could I think feel a little disappointed. Right, the next performance also at Newcastle was what what was caused hysteria on Twitter really. Um and and, and various social media outlets and, and racing outlets. Some racing post put a tweet up, I think that wound every everybody up that said, is this be- this the best performance they've ever seen from Trushan? Is this the best racing performance ever seen? Which was rather bizarre. Um, Matt Chapman's b- bouncing up and down the spot saying this was just an unbelievable performance. I'd like to get your thoughts, John, uh, on, on Trushan. What you think in context, how you saw it? Well, I think a good rule of thumb for starters is if you find yourself agreeing with Matt Chapman, you're probably wrong. <laughs> yes, um, that's a fair point. But that said, I mean, that was a terrific effort. But putting it in context, I don't think these days, I think these top handicaps are generally contested by very, very exposed handicappers that are not ex- not necessarily forced to even hit their marks. They're so poorly handicapped in the main because... You know that you get in these races, they've all had to plonk the bollocks on the table and let us have a look. They, they are generally handicapped right up to the best, if not beyond. Yeah, yeah. you old folks oh. behind them, weren't there? I mean, it was on paper, it wasn't a good <clears> performance, <throat> but behind there were a lot of slow horses, I you, thought. You'd be very, very hard-pressed to put any of them up, you, you know. That, I think, I think. What, I, I mean, I think Reginsky's probably £2 beyond what it can win off anyway and I think yeah. everything that go right to win off a two pound or Matt, you know. Um I think I think that's a good starting point for the race. Um I mean I, I thought I thought one of the biggest things about the race was was the fact that Shane managed to win on it after they asked Boster early on. And with three stone a lead in the saddle she still managed to get the arse to finish its race off like it did. I thought that was excellent from her. She's improved a lot, I think, actually. Because I think last season we were, I think one of the topics was that, that you know, one of her faults was, or, or areas of improvement, was she, you, difficult to settle big horses, horses that put But from what I can see this year, she's definitely improved um, quite a lot. So I, I think she's, you know, right at the top of the tree now. I'll tell you what I did notice about her as well. Just after she whipped the saddle off, yeah, she paused for a photo with the, the saddle, in the crook of her left arm. Yeah. Now, after riding two miles, pushing like fuck on that thing, yeah. to be able to just hold thick end of three stone in one arm and not be grimacing, actually smiling, she must be stronger than King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you... her fitness, you know, I mean, you know she, she, she certainly improved, I think. She's a, an awful lot better than... She was good, obviously, last year, but this year she looks the finished article. And what I like about her, she makes... You know, compared to other relatively few mistakes, you know, you're not thinking, oh, bollocks, she's going to go for a gap that isn't there. Or, or she, she doesn't draw the finesse, it, does she? No, she doesn't. And that that's eight times out of ten, that's sort of what you want. Sometimes, you know, you'll get pilots that have a, uh, an inspiring move and everything goes great. But I'd rather be on, on, on a pilot that sort of does the right thing eight times out of ten rather than too genius, personally. Yeah. 
I, I think you're both missing the point. Have you, have you seen her guns? Have, have you seen her guns? I, I, I mean, she's got serious guns. You know, the the, the biceps. You know, the, 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 I mean, you know, when... when seriously. I have right? seen the buns. That's about no, the, the, the guns, the guns, oh, as, in, as in your guns, you know, the, the old gym guns, right? I, I mean, right, listen, you you have a, you, you, anyone, we can do it live on TV. Ollie, yeah. Ollie Doyle versus Tom Doyle in yeah. a, in an arm wrestle, right? Yeah. I will, I will take anyone, even, I'll, I'll have evens, Ollie beats Tom in an arm wrestle. Yeah. Anyone. Well, well that, 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 that's, that's sport. Yeah. It. That's where, where where she wasn't so good last year, you know, where she was finding horses that that were were really pulling, and she's finding it hard to settle. I don't see that much this year, so that sounds right, doesn't it? If you improve her fitness, her strength, she's finding it easier to settle kind of wayward horses now. Well, one to take out of the race anyway was Summer's Night of some Art Brescott BT. Not many, not many, not many came from the back in that, and yeah, uh, did. <laughs> Um, and you know, summer's night. Um, I thought ran a blinder, and that's the one to take from the race going forward. Yeah, I, 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 I think that if they can, if Sir Mark can get it out, you know, get a win into it, which I'm, I'm certain on that run he can. I mean, I got summer's night as a horse to follow this year. It nearly made my list um, yeah. in horses to follow. For whatever reason, I decided on others, but I, I genuinely felt this would be a better four-year-old. I think there's a lot more to come. So summer's night, that wins next time for me. And that's you'd have been very that... upset if you had put it on your list, wouldn't you? Uh, one yeah. not off, and then a red late that yesterday. Well, I actually backed better Newmarket um, for that reason. I'd, I'd, I'd bet it strong on reappearance because I felt I felt this horse would be like really one to, to get hold of this year, but obviously they just had a float up. Yeah. But, but but to be fair to the Prescott horses, they haven't been right. So no. maybe you know because obviously we've not seen no some Art Prescott three year olds. They're all no. so obviously they've been behind. Whatever they might have had a we don't know. We don't see many support. This is weird. We're in, we're in entering he, July. He does this from time to time, doesn't he? I don't know whether it's uh, the perfectionist in him or just because he's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> Both. True. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Prescott's finished. Honestly, God. Now watching yeah. Baggett winners now. And then, and then uh, obviously the the Sardinian over at Newmarket, he managed a, a perfect one from one on the very impressive two year old Philly Lazoo, which she looks to me like she is Group One. She's all right. I think she can do with thickening up a bit. Uh, but at the minute, that's probably a shape that she's most effective at. She may be better with a winter under her belt. Um, sparkling turn of foot, I thought, in the conditions. Yeah, to, to, nail, to nail that. I thought that had gone at Bowie's. I thought, for strides, I thought I thought Bowie's had nicked the race, had pinched it. Well, I, th- I thought um, I thought the Saturday was in a in a tight tin. At, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was quite nicely packed in, and was going to have to extricate himself with a a can opener. Never mind the key on the tin. Um, but it it opened up for him, and once he got out, I always felt that he was going to get there. But um, still, good good turn of foot, good effort. 
good turn of foot, strong two-year-old fillies race because of the time. Yep. Uh, the time was one twelve and 2. Uh, just to bring context into that, the time of Pergo was one twenty-four and 4. So do your yep. maths. Uh, another 12 and a half second furlong between 6 and 7 furlong and you've got Pergo's winning time. So that for two-year-olds is some going. Um, it fits in well with the times slower than standard per furlong per furlong on the day. So this, I think, is a strong Phillies race going forward. So maybe if you see something pop up uh, in the Princess Margaret out of there and it's and it's 33s or 50s that's finished sort of, you know, 7th or 8th in this, maybe consider those as, as an each-way play because I, I, think it's, I think it's a strong two-year-old Phillies race. Where's the winner? Okay. However... You, that would be the that would be the natural thing. Um, I don't. I also don't think she'd have any problem with seven. Um, so I, I think there's options for them. Um, but Lowther's a good a good target, John. I agree. Um, Beckett might fancy something at Goodwood. Maybe he's done that before with some of his two year olds, so he might just go there. But there's so many options because it will be six or seven for mm-hmm. uh, um, she's got a turn of foot. She she she's not. She was a little bit keen early, but I I don't envisage much, much settling problems over seven. So I think she'd be amenable to to that by the end of the season if they wanted to do that. But an interesting filly anyway. I think she's um, she's really proved herself there as being very good. Okay, now we go on to the Irish Derby, um, which I'll be I'll be honest. Um, didn't get the boat floating as as some renewals I've seen in my lifetime. But nevertheless, it was a very impressive performance by the winner. Can't take that away from it. Um, I like the horse physically. Everything about it, it's a real powerful galloping horse. And it drew away for a nice seven-length win. So, John, thoughts on Westover and thoughts on the race? Um, the tape, it reminds me a bit of Nars Lake. Really similar tape, I would have thought. Um... I had to knock the performance. I mean, he's won seven lengths. He couldn't do any better than that. Obviously, Hornby had got bait on it, according to ITV Racing. Fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe that tweet where they were justifying the jockey change. So, yeah. obviously, the right thing to do. I mean, fuck, mate. That's, that's law, that. I mean, next time they want to interview Robert Hornby, he wants to be getting the shiv out and giving him it right in the rib cage when uh, when Chapman or somebody's trying to talk shit to him. Yeah. Uh, that, that was an outrageous thing to tweet. Yeah, so it was. Seven lengths winner, you know, oh, we were just even piss off. Was it was it was it Chapman that tweeted that? No, I tell you racing. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was someone else as well. I, I can't even remember, but yeah. it pops up on my Twitter feed. It was like a, a proper racing chappy, yeah. um, and uh, and he said uh, the vin- uh, the decision to put Keane in the saddle vindicated. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's like any jockey could have won on that on that day. I yeah. genuinely believe yeah. that. I, I, I cannot believe that anyone wouldn't have won on that. So I, it's, again, it's a very odd tweet. I thought um, the tactics on Tuesday were mystifying. Yeah. And I thought Sergeant Wilson's decision to run in that was beyond fucking bonkers, as we said before the race. Um, and I think, sadly, now 
despite Nick Luck's protestations about Sergeant Wilson being a, a shrewd, if you like, <laughs> I, think, I think what we're going to have to say is the jury is very, very much out on whether this fella's got a time fucking clue or not now. Because yeah. we've had a Sayuni running on holy unsuitable grounds for the first three runs of its life, then missing what could have been a lucrative target through injury. We've had ridiculous tweets about the ground not mattering, and then we had a tweet yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Sergeant Wilson yeah. saying bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, he called he called bullshit on us when we were saying they oh, all this warfing's fucking it up, and you don't know what the ground's going to be, and he more or less said it doesn't fucking matter what the ground's going to be. Well, you know, yeah. wonderful tonight, Lionel. We we're getting the charge list longer than the fucking Andrex bog roll, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite critical of him now because I mean. After he, he ran wonderful tonight at York on Rattling Quick last year, and I, and I find he's and do you know right? Have you noticed certain trainers get media lovings? This, this, yeah. this fella, oh, because he's French and so so cultured, you know, nobody utters a word to the. But I tell you what, he's, he's making some fucking band pop musicians. Yeah, and and I've I've seen you on Twitter, John, saying saying that. That could have fucked the horse really mentally as well. Well, I mean, he, he's he's had a mile there, where he's been off the bridle, running five steps to every other horse he's for. A situation like that in an inexperienced horse can seriously distress him. You know, he hasn't finished his race off. Spencer's had to virtually pull him up. I'd be very concerned about his future now after that. Yeah. And, and and an example of that would be something like said John Leeper last year. Yeah, I mean, I chances are this will go a good one next. Yeah, well, he, he reckons it was all right when he got it home, so oh, we'll crack on, go a good one, and put plenty of water on. Yeah, we'll see. Jury's out, big time. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree with all that's said there. But Westover, so let's let's put a rating on Westover because I see this as similar to. Um, uh, Drummer Nashwan and Kakoethes, and and in in the shape of I'm not saying they're the same types of horses. I'm just saying like a similar type of, you know, it, it's fairly close rivalry, and, um, and 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 I feel Desert Crown is still better than Westover. That's that's my feeling after the Irish Derby. What do you feel, John? I think Desert Crown's going to prove himself considerably better. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I give Westover one one nine yesterday. I did. I, I did one one nine. Yeah. Um, which was, and I'll just tell you what I gave him for the for the derby. I think it was an improved effort. Uh, I'm sure it was anyway. Um, I gave him one one two six. It wasn't outstanding. I gave him. Uh, one one five for Epsom. One one five for Epsom. Had him improving, uh, yeah, the four pound. Yeah, I I have I have Desert Crown one two four, Westover one one nine. Um, that's that's where I'm at. I think Westover's about five pound behind. Um, I I just think when when you're dealing, people always say unlucky at Epsom, and there's still people now on Twitter saying Westover would have beaten Desert Crown. We're clear at Epsom. Absolute bullshit. 
I, I, the the reason he couldn't get through it, Epsom, because he didn't have the pace to get through it, and that that will always bear. It's all right how he looked at the curra where he could just get loose and free and 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 outweigh and gallop clear. When when you've got a horse that's sort of travelling as well as you, upsides as you, that's got the gears Desert Crown has displayed so far, that Westover hasn't got those kind of gears. It's a very I, I, powerful I gallop. The failing that. Desert Crown in that race where they just tracked him through and then pissed past him. I think so. I, yeah, I, I, that's that's how I stand anyway. But it's like someone also said on social media, um, whatever happens now, if they do meet in a rematch, whatever you do fancy out of the pair, if you've got a strong opinion, you will get a good price. Because because obviously the market, the market I think, or, or people seem more split on whether Westover or Desert Crown's the best... Uh, middle distance three-year-old colt when i know it's desert crown is the best three-year-old colt over over middle distance so but you will still get a price because there are a lot of public that do think that westover yeah. is better so yeah that's what makes that's what makes markets so i think we're in for it i hope i hope they do think king is it possible westover king george it's not is it? it's too close i don't yeah yeah don't think we'll do that no, it's it's it's. I mean, I mean, it's it's possible, but I I don't think they would. I think I think that they'll probably steer clear of the King George, let Desert Crown win that, and then uh, maybe what's the next time they could meet John after that? It's the Ark, isn't it? If if you, well, you're assuming that they're both going to stick to a man and a half. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a gimme that uh, Desert Crown will stick to a man and a half. No. I think Desert Crown could possibly go Irish champion, maybe our champion, because yeah. um, it might look a bit better on his say rate over ones at 10. Yeah. I think on they've got Bear Bridge to go up in trip as well. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go let's go on to our first topic then, right? So there's been a there's been a I saw a, a tweet from Lydia Hislop regarding someone had stated that or that there was there was mutings that the uh, the the Irish Derby might be you know talked about dropping back to ten. Where where has this come from? Where where we've just suddenly stamped twelve furlong plus winners as as jump sites all of a sudden? Where, where, that's not always been the case, has it? Well, if Galileo had ended up saying no, he said Leslie Yammer there had a funny shape to it, wouldn't he? <laughs> For sure. Um. It's, it's idiots like this sweetman in racing post, isn't it? Saying, oh, I want to drop this back to, to 10 now because most of the fucking runners don't get 12. Well, who's fault is that? Can't believe the race. Race is always been 12. You know, everybody knows it's 12. Third breeding horses to win Coventry's, which seems to be the the race everybody wants to win now. You know, you don't give a fuck about the Derby. That's when the Coventry stakes. I think it's this two-year-old precocity thing, you know. They they want they want uh, your two-year-olds to prove themselves as hard runners, you know. They want four or five runs in one. They want to win a group race at six and probably a Joest. And if you do, that's your that's your big stallion syndication of the year, you know. You can be out on your investment at the end of your two-year-old phase. Whereas if you if you're bringing something to to win a Dante and then a Derby. You've got another year sweating, haven't you? So it, it is like Richard John O'Brien 
says racehorse trainer, he replied to Lydia and said that you know, like it costs a lot of money to to get involved with a, a top class staying prospect. I you've you've got to you've got to have the right sort of fundage to, to to buy something that's capable. Then you've got to be patient and and like you say, it's another two years of of of, of waiting and seeing if you're good enough. And and that th- that's it. It's it's. Is, is it easier just to breed a fast two-year-old, sell it to King Kong for 1.2 million, and job done? Well, if that's what you're in the game for, yes. Yeah. And there's less and less people in the game trying to win a derby because there's a very small nucleus of people that can actually afford to win a derby. Because, let's be fair, if you're going to try and win a derby, really, realistically, you need a, a batch of pretty fucking good broodmares of numbers wise probably 25 to 30 minimum because one day that's it's not going to do it for you is it um, no. so when you add in the attendant costs of assembling said band of 30 broodmares keeping them you know that rolls out an awful lot of owners you know you, you, you people that's winning the two-year-old races at ascot the other way there wouldn't be many, many of them in the bracket that could do that. No, it's one of those. I mean, I mean, do you think like Galileo's sort of ruined, ruined the, ruined the classics in a way? You know, the, the staying classic because, because in a way, if if you didn't have anything by sort of Galileo or you know something that that was, you know, in what I'm trying to get at is that as Coolmore sort of ruined the derby for a few years. No, it's a good bloodline. You know, yeah. um, he's, he's sired mares. People can pick these mares up, you know. I mean, not necessarily cheaply, but, you, you know, I mean, they are on the market, you know. I mean, you get Gal- uh, Galileo descendants going through sales rings for years to come. It's no bad thing. I mean, it's a good bloodline. Doesn't Couldn't ruin anything. Um you know, it'd only ruin anything if it was saying absolute raspberries. You couldn't train them. I mean, it's a good bloodline, you know. There's not, nothing wrong with getting into that line at all. No. So I, I don't think that in itself is a problem. I, I just think there's very few people who can win derbies now because of the cost. Yeah. Is, is the way probably of incentivising people to breed more... Um, like like derby horses, uh, you, you know, by buying ways of breeders' prizes, um, you know, yeah. breeders, uh, I mean, could, you know, bonuses. For me, Lee, you can put all the incentives you like up. I mean, you're talking a ridiculous amount of investment to to try and do it, and then you're still not forced to do it. You know, you can still assemble your thirty road mares, send them to stallions. That, I don't know. 25 grand a cover, you know, because you're going to have to go to a top stallion. And, you know, just think about what that's costing you before you get into anything. Any sort, any sort of incentive, you know. I mean, what sort of incentive are you going to offer? You know, a small breeder. Oh, if you win a dab, we'll get you six million quid. Oh, well, that's all right. It's just about break even on the investment. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's seriously, seriously expensive to breed and run and win a derby. You, you know, you, you need people with more money than Crasis, to be honest. And yeah, they, they don't need an incentive, you know? No. The, I mean, so, so are, we, are we looking at a future of the sport where, 
where we, we, you know the the derby and and, and such a, it could be in decline the race where it's just dominated by you know the big two which uh, they've got the biggest resources which they've always had I'm not saying they haven't but where, where, where are the days where we got lots of lots of owners you know like we'd have a we'd have a really like tremendous derby and to be fair this year we did I remember Davis uh, saying. This 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 year's derby was unusual because O'Brien didn't have lots of runners. Uh, no one had lots of runners in it, I, and it was it was like really sort of a nice derby to to watch and and, and be involved with. What's the chance of that continuing, John? Slim. Mm. Um, and, and I don't think you're heading where they are going to be contested by any late with the the occasional headline maker that was entered as a fallen. They couldn't be asked to take it out, and the fancy having the tickets and that type of thing. But I don't, I don't think you'll be getting owners coming from nowhere. But I don't think that's a, a bit of a myth anyway, because really, there's there's not many little fellas get a kick at winning a derby, is there? And by little fellas, I mean yeah. like you, you run of the mill sort of. You, know, you say you clip the logistics, you know, pick like that. Midland Park, you, you know, they're not on the pitch ever, you, you know, but they never yeah. have been, really, you, you, you know. Um, I mean, you go back to history, you know, it's worth him as from France coming over, Aga Khan horses, Nelson Bunker Hunt, you, you know, but these people have, have always had barrel loads of money, you, you know, they, they're the ones that win it. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll move forward. I read, uh, sorry, I watched a, a, a video of um, the Houses of the Eroctors. Um, this is the horse race in Ireland, a uh, big sort of uh, gangland meeting um, on, on where on where the funding goes and et cetera. And it's quite good to watch, actually. I'd love some something to happen like this for the BHA in our country. This is televised. You can see it. You can watch it recorded and all the views. And it was tremendous viewing, to say the least. Um, the Suzanne Ede, who's the, the 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 chairman of the uh, horse race in Ireland, uh, she she was made to feel rather uncomfortable by a lot of questioning from various sectors um, of the industry. Obviously, in Ireland, this is where they have it different to the UK, where in Ireland it's classed as agriculture, which you know gets rid of all the nutters, um, you know the banning nutters and all the idiots. Um, whereas we don't, it's a leisure industry. Um, whereas in Ireland, it's agriculture, so it's funded by um, the Irish Treasury. Um, however, she looked rather uncomfortable with some certain questions regarding media rights. Um, she was, uh, she was kind of, what's the word? Uh, a bit like, ju- yeah, ju- clueless. Yeah, ju- Julie Harrington esque. Um, she couldn't say what the budget would be, say, for media rights. So all the questions she was. just she couldn't answer basically. All in all, it was rather uncomfortable viewing. If you, if you kind of, for the future of the sport in Ireland, I, I don't think they're in a good place. Uh, like us, I, I don't. Even though it's funded by the Irish government in terms of, like the, the chuck, I think seventy million they gave, they gave, they give in uh, uh, grants to to back to the horse racing industry. Um, I don't think they know where they lie. Um, there's a lot of doubts with breeders, small breeders that that, that collect, you know, uh, breeding grants and stuff like that. She couldn't even guarantee that for them. Um, and 
it's worth watching for anyone that's if you've got a spare it's two hours long so you don't have to watch it all you can skim bits but there's one guy in it and i forget his name but he's he's got gray hair he's quite a portly gentleman and he reminds me of our very own jonas leng um his questioning was absolutely i haven't got a gray hair on my head no, I don't mean in looks. I mean as in as in what what what, what quest what quest the, the, the type of questioning, the grilling. I still look thirty five. I know we know this. But but it was just the grilling. It, it was the it was the grilling he gave, Su Su Suzanne. Um, you know, and the other guy that was that was that was next to her. Um he you could see at the end he was he was fucking fuming. He was he was ready. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't cope with another question because because he was getting absolutely mullered. And and I, it's, it's great viewing. Not not necessarily if you're a, if you're an Irish racing fan because I think there's a lot of questions to be asked there. And it's it's worth a big watch. One one system they've got there right for cattle over there is being currently discussed to be used in horses over there, and it's called the AIM system for cows. And basically, you know, if a cow's at a bed and breakfast, you'll know that a cow has turned up at a bed and breakfast. It's tracked by GPS. Is Weatherby's have the passport system and Weatherby's have the technology to implement this over here. Is that a good idea, chaps, to implement? So, you know, like Stuart Williams, friend of the show, talked about uh, horses moving yards and, yeah. and, and how it's like and, and one horse is trained by somebody but it's really been on joseph o'brien's gallops jimmy yeah. fox um <laughs> right if if we had that system that's that's over that's finished if all yeah, these horses are tagged gps then the, the the gps data goes into a central system you know where that horse has been what vets it's been to where this that, other so if any any administrative drugs has appeared in the system right yeah. you'll know when it's been implemented and where it's been to get it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Although I think if a horse turned up at a bed and breakfast, that, that'd be fairly easy <laughs> to pick out, wouldn't it? You wouldn't need GPS. I don't know what your home life's like, but I think I might notice it over the yeah. cornflakes. But, yeah. but 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 I think I think that's right because you know if you look at uh, allegedly a lot of these sorts of high-profile coups that have taken place over the last two or three years, you know, rumor has it that as you've just said, those horses have been prepared in you know very professional yards, and then miraculously, sort of three or four days before the the, the plot has entered the care of you know Mrs. No Winners, and lo and behold, crack bank dollar. <laughs> You know, and there there are loads of people that that were doing that. I mean, you know, that 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 that's quite a tried and trusted method. But so GPS would at least identify where those horses were, and you know, it'd be really difficult to to kind of um, what's the word bamboozle the system because that's that's the risk, isn't it? You know, that's where you get these trainers that haven't trained to win, and all of a sudden they're off the boards. You know that they're being trained, as you say, but by, by by a professional trainer, got ready for the coup, and then moved into the care of somebody you know who wouldn't know the back end from the front. And that's it, and 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 it, and it does the BHA's job for them because because yeah. basically if there's any untoward, if it, they can't get away with it, they, these horses are tagged and and that's it, they're microchipped. Um, they're already they're already microchipped through the passports and stuff, but there's nothing wrong with giving them a GPS tag to 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 then monitor the movements. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it, it's it, it's it's I think it's for the for the good of the sport and cheating on that aspect. John, what do you think to that? Well, 
I, th I, th I think GPS is a tremendous idea, really, in the way forward, whether they have the will to implement it, and that's another matter. Probably not, uh, given the track record of these people. It's like hard work, isn't it? What will have these people got, John, in your opinion? Very little. <laughs> Very little. You... The, the, the biggest focus is on the pension, the car and the salary. What What did you think, uh, just switching subjects again, what do you think to the ground at Newmarket on Saturday? Because I know we've been quite critical on the show, you know, the knocking the tops off and stuff. Times were relatively slow again on, on the Saturday. Um, nothing really getting close to standard. Um, again, is, is this... Why is this continuing? I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand. No, 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 nobody's bothered about the actual racing on the July cars now. Whether you know, it's just... Uh, it's a preamble before a concert. And these Friday nights, he's slocking plenty of water on. That means he's going to get good fails. He doesn't get small fails because nobody knows what the fuck they're going to be racing on. And nobody dares have a bet until they watch a couple of races. Then you know why, it's because they're all over the shop. It's just a crock of shit. I mean, I'd more or less written the place off as regards having a bet. Yeah, it's it's fair comment. I mean, the racing line, I think, I think is fair comment. It's it's it, it is you know, it's plenty of room on the track. But it's like you said, John. You know, literally coming to the two pole, they, they, they could be twenty. There might be six runners, but they could be twenty meters apart. It's 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 quite bizarre to watch. Like I said, there's no racing line. It's like that old yeah. army directive, isn't it? Right, come on, lads, spread out in a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so we've touched on GPS for cows. We're doing quite well this year. Uh, we're saying that Suzanne needs the Julie Arrington of, of horse racing Ireland. We've we've gone through the uh, best horses of the weekend. Uh, another idea that was sent sent to me uh, as a question was to do with horse weights. Um, would either of you two be in favour of seeing horse weights in a race card? Is it useful? Uh, they do do it for greyhounds, don't they? I suppose, and um, yeah, I think I think any information for the punter is good information. You know, it depends what you do with it. Uh, that that that's always the trick. You know, you can give people as much information as as, as you want. But it's how you interpret that. But greyhound cards, as we know, Lee, you own dogs. You know, it's helpful, isn't it? I mean, you can see, you know, whether certainly bitches coming out of season if they put on weight or, or taken off weight. So, so you know, logistically, it ought to be possible. I would have thought to to provide that information. But it's how punters use it, I suppose. But but again, to appear in the race cards, it would have to be done, I presume, uh, at home in the in the training yeah. stout, unless it was last weight recorded on the race track. Could be, yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. you, that's the other way. But I mean, yeah. how, how would it go on, John, with a two-year-old with a hard-on? That'd be heavy, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> be, be some big sausage there. You know, I mean, could be a few kilos. You could put seven or eight pound on, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> then you get sent to Uncle Rural Garmin. No, I mean, I, I agree with Chris, you know, you, can, you can't have too much information. What what you do with this is up to you, you know. Um, I'd like to think it, it wouldn't particularly bother me. Um, I tend to rely on my physical notes anyway, whether I think horse is going forward, making progress, doing well physically, rather than what I 
read written down as regards its weight. Um, yeah, I, I mean, by all means, given the information, it, it's not something I'd be gagging for, I don't think. Okay, Banks has been on, and he says he wants us to discuss affordability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so what we're saying um, about the current state of affordability? Well, I, I'll, I'll tell a, I'll tell a story. I've not had the best of runs. I deposited uh, some money into Betfair before Ascot, and I got the I got the old affordability call. But because I was a key account on Betfair. I had a conversation this time rather than some Bulgarians or Romanians, um, you know, uh, saying it's very nice. Um, you know, so so I found it a more pleasant. Sorry? Is that what they say? It's really nice. <laughs> That's poor rat, isn't it? They're they're they, nice. they, they say it's very nice and, and then they close your account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very nice. Um, so, so yeah, but this one was 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 particularly, uh, uh, you know, kind, sort of knowledgeable, and it was a good conversation. And and you know, they left me alone. That's that's the thing. They they, they saw if I was all. They, they asked if I was all right. I said I've never been all right. Um, <laughs> Okay, now we're asking you trouble, asking you, you're all right, aren't you? No, 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 no. So, so, so that was good, good banner. And, um, you yeah. had a big gambling problem. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I, well, well, she was Irish, it was Sandra. Okay. I'm going to mention okay. her because she was, she was really good. And, and I think that's, that's, what the, that's what the game needs. We don't need, like, a checklist of 10 stupid questions and then your account gets suspended. We need a, a human voice on the other end that just that, that basically will listen, you know. And, you know, for a fact, if someone's doing the bollocks on, on, on Jackpot Big Bar 7 Blitz or whether they're doing the bollocks, you know, in the Cork and Horrible, um, I mean, it's, 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 you can tell. You can tell the people that need help and an advice and you know an arm around them sometimes and you can tell the people that just want to be left alone that's why i don't really understand these affordability checks which will solve nothing the, the, what the, the, you're relying on a tory government to bring in that don't know fuck all about betting and this is what winds me up ig shares ig have sponsored the england test series with new zealand right it's betting I, he's, he's betting on on shares and markets. He's being classist. If if you bring in restrictions to betting, then you bring restrictions to the stock market because it's the same thing. It's betting. You, your your investment can go up as well as down. It's said there in the small print. It's the same yeah. thing. But it's bizarre, isn't it? The Tories were always about small government. You know, we'll leave we'll leave individuals to get on with their lives and spend their money. And it's a very kind of a libertarian philosophy. And yet it's the Tory government. That, that that sort of seems to be behind this this increased regulation. It, it's bizarre. It's completely counter to to what most people think the conservative philosophy is to let people get on and fuck their own lives up how they want to do it. And uh, that's you know it's odd, isn't it? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I, I don't tend to have a lot of time for conservative policy. Really? Thing, no. <laughs> um, I've never known that. No, um, but I, I would say that these are about as far removed from being conservative as you can get. I mean, yeah. what are they, John? I mean, I know but, but, I yeah, we, a swear word. What, 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 what are they if they're not conservatives? Because I we, can't we, work We're in the hands of mendacious, self-serving lunatics. You know, right. yeah, that's far. Yeah. 
literally people that are feathering their own nest. And and and, and it's well, they're raping the country, aren't they? Simple as that, you know. I mean, the the trying to turn workers against workers, the rail tracks making hundreds of millions of profit, but the shitting themselves whether the workers are actually going to get a pay rise or not, you know. And that's at, rail track have made that money after the government has pumped hundreds of millions into rail track. Yeah. You know, so, and that's out the public purse getting diverted to private funds. It's criminal in my eyes. Kleptocracy is what it is. And, and you know, whatever people think of the Tories, I'm no fan, but this Tory regime has no, as John says, no kind of overarching political philosophy. It's every person for themselves. It's not saying we think this and all our policies follow this strategy and you like you like us, you vote for us, you don't, you vote us out. This is like, it's a kleptocracy, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, I don't know. Weird. Well, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, I mean, to, to add to this, I mean, I've even, I've even lost the sportsman's bet with Coo, really, uh, Coo's Racing Club. We, we had this heated debate a long time ago and I said, if Labour got in power, they would come down on racing because obviously we saw the fox hunting ban and, yeah. and this, that, mm. I said they'd come for racing. They would come for it. They 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 get hold of it and they want to strangle it and 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 destroy yeah. it. And 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 I I thought it, under a Labour government that would happen. To yeah. the, 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 this but no, under a Conservative government this is actually happening for real. Yeah. And and it, it's worrying times for everybody because I've even contemplated you know my next moves, which which is not horse racing. It, it's going into something different, either a fish and chip shop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you eat all the profits, Lee. That's not. I know. I've been good. good for that. <laughs> we fuck um, all left on a Friday. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm. I'm going to IG because you can deposit fortunes. They don't yeah. ask you any questions. Nope. And like, and and it's and it's an easier game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, trading shares. If anyone's done it before, I'm not saying it's a license to print, but no. compared to what I do for a living. Which is which is trying to predict horses across the field and no, they're not going to stop them and everything else. Um, it, it, I'll tell you now, it's a lot easier than horse racing. It's just not difficult. Um, it just requires a bit of, bit of your time, bit of common sense, and you, you'll do all right. You don't need fund managers; just do it yourself. And, and that's the future. No restriction. You know, I, I could, that, that's the bizarre thing. Come this white paper review when it's released, they might say to me, "Right, you can have a thousand pound a month, and that's your limit." Well, I'd just say, "Fuck you," and I'd just I'd, that, I'd quit, you know. Yeah. And and it's it's, it's it, we're at that level now. It's ridiculous. What on earth are we telling people to do? And it's going to destroy horse racing. Despite Mark Johnston saying he needs another funding model, like John says, Mark Johnston will be selling ice creams, you know, like <laughs> just trying to try and. Fund, fund his prize. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> oh God, he'd be fuming, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. Fifty percent off. <laughs> they're all they're all pulling out heavy on the gallops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Always frying. Business idea there. Yeah. Just, see. Yeah. What a name that is from Chris. Uh, okay. Any any Jimmy Lindley for our for our people this week? Not from me, no. Right. Can I be boring then? And sure. and I'm gonna I'm gonna give three next time out winners. Very they're nice. not they're not they're not really like Jimmy Lindley's as in oh my god this is for a mark, but you, but you just have the lot on them next time I think. Yosemite Valley uh, of the fetus. Uh, ran on Friday at the Curra. Um, this is a uh, brother to Piz Badil. Flew home in fourth. Uh, absolute cast iron winner. But I'm telling you nothing. I, they, they're just obvious ones. The last one isn't. The last one's a bit more less obvious. But Sandy Creek was the next one. That that running the next maiden at the Curra on Friday night. Over seven furlongs. Second to never ending story. Physically, I love this filly. I, I think she's a really good filly to look at. She, flying second, she's an half sister to Stone Age. Um, again, real, this is proper shit in it. I mean, this is not a show, is it? I'm giving half sisters to Stone Age and full brothers to Pisbadil that everybody can see. This is pathetic. But the last one, at least the next time out winners, the last one, I think it's just slightly less obvious. Um, it ran at Salisbury, and uh, this will please John. It was the kills. Um, <laughs> Loyal Touch uh, ran at Salisbury. Uh, real fine big cult this is. And they, they bet it into just above two to one. Finished third. So, so you say, well, why is it that not obvious? Because when you look at the performance, it doesn't look anything amazing. But but he was pretty clueless. He was, he was, he was, and I thought Franny gave it a good ride, good educational ride, really. Uh it was finishing all over him, but but you could see he was he was just all. I, I'm saying the two I've just previous mentioned will probably be stakes class. I think this will just be below stakes class, but I think this will improve a stone uh, from that debut, a, a big stone, because I, I, it just looked to me there were just so much more. It was absolutely... And, and look at the family. Uh, the family's really good. Uh, it's, it's a it's a half-brother to Sovereign, Dawn Rising. Do you think it could be one of them that he texted the Gilead course? Maybe even, <laughs> maybe even the July meeting, and and leads all the way, and has like James Willoughby cracking one off over the performance. Then it's coming. <laughs> then it gets yeah, kicked in the superlative after that. Do you think that's the the plan? I, I don't, do you know what? I I, I don't know with these because I, I seriously think this is this is going to be one of their. I I, I bet one of their better real real good two year olds because. If you're running that that well, like when you're a bit sort of half clueless, I, I, I've seen them from what debut to second run. I, I, I think this is going to run ninety plus second start. Yeah, so, so we can get a bet on this if he takes it to July, mate, and then the timing's about right. He'll yeah. make all against a load of Gosden Stout whatever types. That's been first ridden, time hours, yeah. yeah. And then we can lay the shit out of it when it runs in the superlative. It's it's uh, it, uh, John. You make some good points. There. It could be a July maiden, or it could be Goodwood. Yeah, something like that. Um, but but this is this is a useful tool. He's 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 going to be maybe just short of like sort of like stakes class. But I can't really predict that at the moment. But he look he looks good. And he's from a good how, family. And the mother. How the many runs this year, well. Lee? Eight. <laughs> at least. He's not uh, he dances then. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, the mother was devoted to you. Obviously, she's she was she was good. She was list of class. 
she's obviously been a very good mayor because obviously what she's produced. So and they've they've gone to no near never obviously because Galileo probably spunk had run out um, before he before he kippered it. Um, so they went to no near never with this one, and I think it's probably well bought by uh, Jabba Abdullah uh, for hundred bags. So there we go. That's it. We've got it covered. So three three obvious Jimmy Lindleys. That's the kind of stuff you read in racing shite, isn't it? Um, you know, shrewds, shrewds. Um, Sunday sermon, the weekender edition. It is, it is. Yeah. It's, dis- it's disappointing. <laughs> but, I, I, but I felt we need winners. <laughs> we need yeah, fuck winners. me, yeah. Yeah, um, we just want winners. <laughs> winners back winners. Um, Nick yeah, Morden said that's that. That's right. Um, so there we go. That's it for this week's Sunday sermon. Uh, we're back as normal on Friday for the Eclipse edition. Me, Nick Davis is back, uh, back from fighting people in Magaluf. Um, uh, Quentin Franks and of course John Ling on Friday. So look forward to that. That's all from us. Banzai. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.